Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we are here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, we are back for week three of off-season topics. And y'all know how we get it started. It's reading the tea leaves. And we are revisiting again the Julio Jones trade. But you know, the trilogy is over, Ryan. We can finally close this book on Julio Jones because he finally got traded. Yes, but okay, but quick note before we start, though. You didn't do your today, today thing today. You only said today oh. once. <laughs> but that wasn't the quick note I had. But the quick note is, so you know how last week we named um, the most underrated wide receivers? We each named one or two of them. Mm-hmm. So this week, NFL Network's Peter Schrager, you know him? He gave his top five underrated receivers. And guess what? Number one was Tyler Lockett, and Allen Robinson also made the list. So... Mm-hmm. I guess you can say we're pretty credible, you know? Yeah, I, 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 I'm impressed. I'm impressed, Ryan. I think you're two for two with that. Do I think Allen Robinson, I feel like he is a top five wide receiver, and I, I agree he doesn't get that recognition. Tyler Lockett, number one. I mean, maybe they went from least to most, you know? I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. Well, well, we're on the same wavelength with Peter Schrager, man. Good, good for him. Good, 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 good for you, and good for him. Good for you too, you, because you said Allen Robinson. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, so Julio Jones, uh, he's to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think the happiest man on earth is AJ Brown. I think so too. I think I think the whole team is ecstatic to have both AJ Brown and Julio Jones. In terms of the trade, it was Julio Jones and a sixth round pick in 2023 to the Titans. For a 2022 second rounder and a fourth in 2023. Ryan, immediately, who won and who lost? I think the Titans won. Because just, okay, because uh, Titans won because, like like we said before, a second rounder for him and a what? They just swapped a fourth and a sixth. Nothing crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they got him for cheap. And you know how they basically, with, with Julio Jones, they basically just lost one player, John New Smith. Because... They replaced Corey Davis with Julio Jones, and I think that's that's a, that's an upgrade, man. And it was, yeah, I mean, like the only thing that quote unquote regressed was age, and that's always been the question mark for Julio Jones lately. It's can he stay on the field? Um, but his age is catching up to him. Do you think he's going to be good? I think he's going to be good if he can stay on the field. That's but it. okay, so so. I, I looked at the numbers, right? So Johnny Smith had 400, uh, or sorry, 41 receptions last year. Corey Davis had 65. Mm-hmm. So with both of them gone, that frees up 106 receptions. I think Julio Jones can do that. 100 100%. receptions in a year. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And with those two gone, it freed up 1,400 yards. Julio Jones can easily do over 1,000 yards. I. So they didn't really, you know, regress at all in this offense with Julio Jones coming in. I... I cannot agree with you more. I think this offense just, they went from like a, like a B, B plus to like an A plus overnight mm-hmm. by making this Scary. trade. Um, my question is as a defense, who do you put your number one corner on? AJ Brown or Julio Jones? To be completely honest, sometimes it might not matter because both of them will be open, but they'll still hand it off to Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't really matter, you know, who you choose. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Moving on, though, the Atlanta Falcons. The question that I have for you, Ryan, is after making this trade, do you think that this team is going through a rebuild? Uh, I actually don't know. And I feel like usually no one wants to admit that they're going through a rebuild, but I think they should go under, undergo like a mini rebuild. 
right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a case for no rebuild because, yeah, you have Matt Ryan who had a decent season last last year. But, like, you're last in your division. Julio Jones is aging, and you got rid of him. So you have Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts left. But outside of that, like, who else are your franchise players? You know, Mike Davis isn't, right? Unless you like Mike Davis. I mean, tell me. Mike Davis is not Bad. He's not bad, but is he your franchise running back? Like, you see, you can't say that. You, you, that's yeah, you can't you say, say it, like, not in front of people, you know? Like, that's like, <laughs> behind people's bags. <laughs> and then Cordell Patterson, he's still he's listed as a running back for them. Like, he's still on New England or something. He's their second string running back. Cordell Patterson. The guy wears number 84. Hey, 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 the numbers don't matter anymore. The numbers don't matter, but come on, man. Do you really want your running back to be wearing 84? <laughs> it's got to be a goddamn eyesore. It will be. So, so my point is that like, I feel like it only takes one or two years max to get this team back to contending. It's because it's not like they have no like zero pieces in place. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they, they would have to look for an heir to Matt Ryan, though. And I feel like given that and their defense not being their strongest like asset it's a little it's a little hard to for me to think that this will just be fixed in one to two years unless they make some pretty big moves well no one ever likes to tank i feel like if you tank you could get a quarterback maybe spencer rattler have you heard Mm -hmm. of his name yeah okay okay never mind we're not gonna go we're not gonna go with spencer but you get a quarterback next year you throw him in you have Pitts and calvin ridley for your offense Go draft running back in the second round. I I, I don't know, man. I, I feel it could be done in one or two years. I, I'd like to hope to see that because that division, I think, needs some help after Tampa Bay. But yes. we're going to breeze through fantasy implications for this. And in terms of the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown, did they get a boost? Did they drop? What do you think? Uh, okay, before we look at fantasy, uh, do you think the question is, do you think the Titans can beat out the Colts in real life to win the division? They did last year with the same record. <sighs> no. You don't, what? No. After hyping up their offense like crazy, <laughs> making doing your best impression of AJ Brown, being excited for Julio Jones here, you say no. They split games last season, one game each. Yes. New offensive coordinator. That's it. Interesting. Okay. I don't know okay. where this offense is going to go. Yeah, they have pieces, but I mean, like, if the pieces don't really fit necessarily for the scheme that they have, then then so what, right? Um, but but I think that see, I think you'll disagree because you're a Carson Wentz fanboy. Mm-hmm. But you believe but, in Philip Rivers, and I think he uh, had a garbage year. I don't know. That's just me, though. <laughs> All right, but like, I feel like Wentz isn't Rivers, and do you really think their first rounder, Quiddy Pay, can single handedly transform this defense? But Quiddy you know, Pay isn't being asked to transform the defense. He, is, he isn't, but the Colts also have a new quarterback. So what if they both go eleven and f- or what, twelve and five this year because they're seventeen games? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess I, it's up for debate, right? I would not be surprised if the same thing happens this year as it did last year, where they had the same record. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would not right. surprise me. I see um, that. Okay. I, I guess my argument is that, or what I'm just trying to say is, I think they're really close. But if you had to make me pick one or the other, I'd pick the Colts. But it's like so one you give a, them a slight edge. Exactly. Yeah. All right. 
So back to your fan for your fantasy implications question, Ryan Tannehill. I think his value should increase. Uh, he's the only quarterback to have two top 10 wide receivers at his disposal. Hmm. He has AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Hmm, okay. I don't That's... think any other quarterback has two in the top 10. I think the closest might be um, Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson and... Uh... Adam Thielen. Yeah, that would be the closest. So, I mean... So I, I think his value should increase. What do you think? Okay. I, I, I agree with you. I feel like people kind of like poop on Ryan Tannehill. But like, I don't know, there's like two different, there are two different sides. Of this. People are like, oh my goodness, Ryan Tannehill is Patrick Mahomes, but older. And if you look at the numbers, statistically, it's kind of true. And you're like, oh, okay. And then some people are like, Ryan Tannehill sucks. Well, no one should talk about him. I think he's good because I think he's more athletic than you think he is. Exactly. I feel like he's an underrated quarterback. He's like what you, the Raiders wish Derek Carr could be. Not too, not too mobile, but just athletic enough to run around and they love running the ball. So, I mean, yeah, I like, I I like that comparison. I like that a lot. Now for AJ Brown, do you think his value went up or down now that he has to split with Julio Jones? I think there's no worries here. I mean, he'll open up room for Julio Jones, but Julio Jones will open up room for him. So it goes back to the question you had earlier where it's kind of like, so do you just double Julio or you double AJ Brown? And I feel like it could switch play to play, drive to drive. Who, who really knows? But I don't think there should be an issue because John New Smith and Corey Davis are both gone. I, I like what you just said there. Um, now, in terms of the Atlanta Falcons, I feel like Matt Ryan's stock goes down. Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts go up. Do you agree, disagree with what I kind of just said? Or Yeah, Matt Ryan gets a slight decrease because he loses one outside target. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I mean, they upgraded the middle, the uh, the over the field, middle of the field uh, target for him, but he lost Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Uh, what what did I have on him? He can do it with or without Julio Jones. He showed it last season. And Kyle Pitts goes up. Is he a top five tight end now? Top three? Okay, I think he'll be the fifth or sixth tight end off the board after Kelsey Kittle, Waller, and Andrews. Because I mean, unless you can think of one to put ahead of to put in that list, I, I can't think of anybody else. No, and I think that's where the, the drop-off goes for that position. So that makes sense. Um, last question before we move on. We, we talked about this a lot. Right now, you have five seconds to think about this. Oh, God. Who are you going to draft, Calvin Ridley or A.J. Brown? Oh. Five, four, three, two. Calvin Ridley. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta like the number. You got to. You gotta, he, he's not competing with anyone. And that, that's like my, that's my different differentiating factor. Like he's the number one wide receiver. Who knows who's behind him? Russell Gage. I know you love Russell Gage. I love Oki something. Zacchaeus. Remember Zacchaeus? No, I don't remember Zacchaeus. You're just throwing names out here, man. I remember when we talked about the Falcons, you got to rewatch, got to rewatch the video. Rewatch, rewatch our. Say his name again. Let me see. I forgot his first name. It starts with an Ah, Ola, Ola. Olamid Zacchaeus. Olamid Zacchaeus. Yeah, he's gonna be there three now. Who knows? But yeah, um, I like Calvin Ridley's upside now that he just has all those targets. Um, yeah, I mean that's the Julio Jones trade. Want to move on to our next topic, which is the Broncos quarterback situation. <laughs> Vic Fangio quoted and said, "Too early to come to any conclusions on the QB battle between Bridgewater and Locke." At Broncos OTAs. Ryan, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? And who should start week one? 
Well, to counter your question, the main question here is, does anyone really care whether Drew, Drew Locke or Telly, Teddy Bridgewater starts? Fair. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. Sorry, Denver or Mile High City, whichever you, you guys prefer, but no one really cares about the situation, I feel. <laughs> uh, because if, if you look at the numbers, they both threw for comparable TD to interception ratios in 2020. Bridgewater mm-hmm. slightly edges uh, lock out for a little bit. And he threw for a thousand yards more. Uh, if I had to choose, I will go with lock because it's an easier win for the Raiders. Because if they play Bridgewater, I mean, they opened week one last season with Bridgewater and the Panthers. And that was too much of a roller coaster ride for me, even though they won. So I'd rather see Drew Locke out there. Uh, the Homer answer. I mean, I think the numbers speak for themselves. Teddy Bridgewater, 3,700 yards, 15 TDs, 11 interceptions. I mean, he had DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And now he gets what? Cortland Sutton, Sutton, Jerry Judy, Judy Eshawn Hamilton. Like Hamilton. Is Tim Patrick on there too? Tim Patrick is still on the team. I and think. Oh, let, let me check. Yeah, Tim Patrick. Yeah. So, um, I and they're tied. Who's their Noah fan? Noah fan. That's what he had. Yeah. So, um, I think he's fine. I think Teddy Bridgewater should be the quarterback. I mean, see and view, view it the other way. Drew Locke had all those weapons and still looked bad. Like you. <laughs> well, okay. You're getting Jerry Judy in his rookie year. Uh, he didn't have Cortland Sutton last year. Okay, he had him the year before. Okay, that's fair. Okay, he had him the year. Be- okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. If if I I was a coach, I think I would agree with you. You start Teddy Bridgewater. You just have to. Based on the numbers and what they did last year, I think Bridgewater is the choice. But then if you start Bridgewater, you're basically telling everybody else, "Hey, uh, Drew Locke was a." big big mistake i mean i feel like it was already a mistake when they said um what the playbook was already too fast for him or it was uh, from the pickup and dude i mean you watch them play and it's not that hard to kind of break down the broncos offense it's because he's remembering song lyrics on the sidelines instead of the play <laughs> understood but moving on to another quarterback situation it's Jalen hurts and the headline is state of the 2021 philadelphia eagles Jalen Hurts' time is now. Are you all in on Jalen Hurts? And how long or short is his leash this upcoming year? You you start off with this one. Are you all in? No. You're uh, you're not all in. Wait, who who is their backup? Joe Flacco? It's Joe Flacco. So you would rather start Joe Flacco? See, okay. <laughs> the fact that that was not an immediate no concerns me. So here, here is here is how I'm viewing the situation. Jalen, I'm all in on Jalen Hurts in 2021. Now, if he if he sucks, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying, oh, okay, roll okay. this guy out again. Okay. Like you have to draft another quarterback. That's how I'm. That's how I view the situation. Now, if Jalen Hurts has an okay season. Given how many picks they have, if they really have a good spot to draft a quarterback, maybe you still draft a quarterback. With an okay season. Yeah. So you don't trust this guy at all. I think he has to at least see. I'm trying to think of a quarterback that he needs to like. He can't pull like a Daniel Jones. What's wrong with pulling a Daniel? Not everyone is a top 10 quarterback. I'm not saying he has to be a top 10 quarterback, but I mean like. He can't pull a Daniel Jones because I feel like you just have to trade. You're gonna you're gonna have to draft a quarterback then. 
Uh, I mean, okay. I would, I would go, take Teddy Bridgewater court, um, numbers. His 2020 okay, numbers, okay. I, I take that. So 15 TDs, 11 interceptions, 1,300 yards, or 3,700 yards. Yeah, plus however much he, he would rush. And that means – That's the upside. That means you n- no, no drafting a quarterback no, if you he stick gives with you him. those numbers. It, you blame the weapons, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're already, you're already crapping on Devontae Smith. But, I mean, from my perspective, if it's the Eagles, right, put, your, mm-hmm. you put yourself in the Eagles' shoes – you don't have an option, like you said. You you because you start Joe Flacco, and then you signal one of two things: you correctly deter- determine that Jalen Hurts is just not it, or you're crazy because you're starting Joe Flacco over Jalen Hurts. So you kind of have to go with Jalen Hurts. So I agree with you there, but I'm neutral about Jalen Hurts because I feel like he's too young, and I feel like the situation is just like Tua, because both Jalen Hurts and Tua didn't even play full a full season in their first year. So what, what, what my question is, is why are we talking about them having a leash this early on in their career? This is their second year, and they didn't even play a full season. That's a very So how, how come the media is doing this? Why are they picking on these two guys? I think, it's, I think it's this very unfair, I guess, standard when you have players like Justin Herbert and, and Joe Burrow. And, you know, like... There are other quarterbacks that get drafted that just boo, and they're like, "Oh, that's the standard now." You but know? that, but that's but ridiculous. it's not realistic, right? It's not realistic, right? Exactly. You get one Justin Herbert, and the media goes crazy. Every quarterback you draft got to be Justin Herbert in the first year, or you messed up. Mm-hmm. Come on, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And doesn't I, make doesn't make sense. I feel like Trey Lance will be a very similar situation in like Jalen Hurts or um Tua. Where, where the media will give him a short leash yeah even though See, the talent's still there but my question is how come no one picks on Jordan Love but why are they picking on everybody else but not Jordan Love I, I I understand that Jordan Love didn't really play last year but it's like <laughs> where's the criticism here he sat behind Aaron Rodgers he's not as good man couldn't be how Aaron Rodgers drafted a bust <laughs> you know like how come that mentality is not there that's true. I mean, the counter argument is that he he ought to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a year. Yes. Okay. Fine. No Jordan Love. Sam Darnold. How come everyone is not saying anything bad about Sam Darnold? You know, they they said, That's "Oh true. yeah, he, he should get it together with the Jets next year." You know, or whatever. And then he gets straight to the Panthers and like, "Oh, okay." No one talks about him. Everyone just leaves him alone. It's because Adam Gase was the scapegoat. <laughs> Okay, okay. I can find you another guy. Help me. I'm blinking out now. Jared Goff. I mean, he's bad, though. He's bad, but how come he doesn't have a leash? How can we keep finding him more destinations for him to screw up? We (laughs) keep finding him teams for him to screw up, make the fan base all sad, and then we keep giving him chances to do this. Jalen Hurts has screwed... Okay, he has made one fan base hurt a little bit. Same with Tua. And we're already planning to cut losses. But Jared Goff, oh, you screwed up Rams fans? It's okay. We got Detroit for you. (laughs) You (laughs) Why? You know what? That's such a very good point. Because when you think about it, you know Jared Goff single-handedly handed the Lombardi Trophy to the the Patriots? Yes, yes. (laughs) He was their best player. The Pats' best player. 
and you're over here picking on not you, but like the media is picking on Jalen Hurts and Tua, who probably p- played a combined like ten games, or it's, or like they played a combined full season. Mm-hmm. Like why? Okay. Does it? it Ah, oh, it just gets me so fired up, dude. Now I feel it, though. I feel it, though. So, I mean, there you have it. I feel like you answered the second question, like, the best. I don't get why we have to have a leash on them. So, that was perfect. Or yet, yet. Yeah, yet. Maybe yeah. one more year, and then we can start talking about the leash, because that's when you're going into your third year, and then now you got to look at contract extensions. But come on, they're in their second year. Let them live. You know, let them <laughs> yeah, let the guy breathe a little bit, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's all I had on Jalen Hurts. If you want to lead this next topic, oh yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Last thing, is he draftable in fantasy? If so, where do you draft him? Yes, but as um I feel like you have to draft him where you drafted Joe Burrow last year. Okay, so like towards the towards the end of the draft when you want a second QB and this is like your backup, right? Yes. Because if he does good, then hey, you got trade bait. And if he does bad, then you just drop him. It was like low cost. Mm-hmm. Or you right. do like a, or you draft, or the hype builds up. You draft them early, and you have a second backup, like quarterback. I like that. Like you okay. do like a Jalen Hurts Joe Burrow combo, like stack like that. I like that. But then, oh shoot, then you're re- relying on like crippled knee Burrow, or like sorry, robot robotic knee. Robotic knee <laughs> has some metal in there now, you know. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next topic. Then 2021 most expensive offenses, and. Are they worth it? So I guess I'll give you the list then, I guess, or do you want to go down the list? You can give the list and then we will we'll, we'll just break it down from there. All right. Coming in at number one, the Browns spend 141 million. Cowboys spent 126 million, Bucks 118, Colts 117, Titans and Packers 115. This is the Titans pre-Julio Jones trade. Falcons pre-Julio Jones trade spends uh 111 million Texans 107 Seahawks 106 and the Jets and the Raiders come in at 102 so these are your top 10 most expensive offenses for 2021 so my question to you any teams that you thought would be on this list that that like should not be on this list so I'm removing teams from this list yeah sorry I I realized I worded that question so so wrong yeah which teams do not like who shouldn't be on this list Number one, sorry, man. It's the Jets and the Raiders, bruh. Okay, okay, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Relax, relax, relax. They come in at, they tie for nine or tie 10. So, I mean, this is not even that expensive, man. I mean, like, who who y'all bragging about, though? Okay, so I had the Jets on here, but then I had the Jets as, like, a fringe team because it's, like, I was on the fence about them being on this list because I like Tevin Coleman, although he has like only one gear, you know, he just fast. And then <laughs> they got Corey Davis. They have Zach Wilson, Makai Becton, Vera Tucker. They have a team and it's not bad, but they're just unproven. And plus they're tied for 10. So it's not even like they spend that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And okay. the Raiders, we can go on all day about the Raiders, you know? Yeah, that's like those are like the two teams where I'm like, y'all spending a little bit too much to be a top 10 offense. Same with the Texans. I don't know where their money's going. Not to the right, not to the right players. Um, I'm gonna be real with you on that. Yeah, but like I uh, Watson has a big contract, right? Okay. Who else? But but the same question here, yeah. Where where's the rest of all the money going? Because they gave away DeAndre Hopkins. 
so it's kind of like maybe it's like for Bill O'Brien's severance pay or something, you know, because they fired him. Do you want the? Brady? I don't know. I don't know where the money's going. Huh? Thirty-two mil is going to the offensive line. Twenty-eight million is going to the wide receivers. But they don't have D Hop. And twenty-three million is going to the quarterback position. Okay, the quarterback, I, I get it. O line does not perform for being thirty-two million dollars. And which wide receiver is getting paid here? Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. He's a sole earner of twenty-eight million a year. Brandon Cooks, yeah. Yeah, all right. Texans don't deserve like they should not be here. And the other one was I had was the Falcons because I like Ridley and Pitts, but Pitts is on a rookie contract, so he doesn't cost that much. And mm. they have a middle of the pack O line, so where's the money going? <laughs> That's I, yeah. I don't understand. I I yeah, I I I agree with you on that. I don't know why the Falcons are up there, but I mean but if you if you look at the rest of the list though, would you be crazy if you said that like most of these teams would be a top ten offense? Mm, I see it for all of them, like Browns, Cowboys, Bucks, Colts, Titans, Packers, Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see for the Falcons, the Texans, and Jets because I don't think the Raiders have a top ten offense, but I think they might rank like top fifteen. Top fifteen, yeah, like a fringe. Yeah. Okay. Same with like the Jets. I'm, I think they're more towards 20 than they are towards 10, but I mean, that's mm-hmm. just me. Um, the Colts are like a really weird team for me because they like stack their their quarterback and offensive line. And I feel like, I don't know, when you look at all these teams, you're like, wow, they pass the ball pretty well. And then the Colts are just here. Like, we're just going to run it down your throat. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. With Jonathan Taylor, yeah. One team that surprised me that's on this list, because I think that their offense is at least serviceable. One, it's the Ravens. Oh, I like that. Because you're always scared of the Ravens. Yeah, you can't not prepare for the Ravens. They're paying seventy six million, which is like one of the lowest, right? Yeah, they are number thirty one. I think I know why. It's Lamar Jackson who's on the rookie contract, and he runs that offense. He throws and runs, and Marquise Brown is also on a rookie contract. That, that makes J.K. Sense. Dobbins is also on a rookie. Co- Everyone's on a rookie contract on that team. The only guy I think that's like older or veteran you would call is like Mark Andrews. Fair, fair. I that's probably why, dude. I have a fun little question for you, Kansas City Chiefs. Do you think they spent more on their offense or their defense in twenty twenty one? Oh shoot, dude. See, I feel like I want to say offense, but probably defense is the answer, right? Yeah, they spent more on their defense and their offense. They only spent $83 million on their offense. Interesting. And I, I think – do you think it's because they, they draft offensive players, but they sign defensive players to free agency and trades? That's probably why they spend more on defense. Because if you think about it, McCall Hardman is not is still on a rookie contract, I think. True. Only, CEH. Yeah, CEH. Is Patrick Mahomes on his contract extension now, or is he still – He's on his contract extension now, but they, like – backloaded it so he still makes like very little money right now it's only 10 mil yeah he he makes very little money although he's already locked in for 10 years yeah and same with um travis kelsey but i think he's on more of a like tight like a like a pretty friendly contract he's only making 11 mil how about tyree kill Hmm? do you know do you have tyree kill the wide receiver position is on 28 mil that's not bad at all considering for what they have 
a wide receiver. Right, right. Jesus Christ, man. The Chiefs know how to do it. That's crazy. Yeah. I think that wraps up this section then, right? Anything left? No, we can move on to the next one. So Aaron Rodgers held out a voluntary minicamp and mandatory minicamp to start the week for the first time in his 16-year career. Is it a bluff? Uh, is it a bluff? <laughs> I don't like to sit on the fence because my answer would be yes and no, but I'm going to say yes. I think it's a bluff. It's a bluff. very expensive bluff then. He has the money. <laughs> Because here, the Packers can fine him 93000 for skipping, and he already lost $500,000 in workout bonuses. Okay. And, I mean, if you already lost half a million, what's more to lose if you just hold out in training camp too? you know, finish off your statement, you know? That's what I'm saying. You get fined $50,000 per day, though, in training camp, but... I mean, you hear he lost half a million. <laughs> Why not? I don't think he, I don't think it's a bluff, man. Just go the distance. Because this is an expensive, very expensive bluff. See, but here's, okay. If we're going to briefly talk about Aaron Rodgers, there, there are like three possible, maybe two or three possible scenarios. One, he sits out, he actually plays, and he starts week one. Two. But that, that, that. That why why would he do that? Because he maybe just he lost so much money. Points. Maybe he gets the contract that he likes. Maybe 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 Green okay, Bay okay. trades for a player that he actually wants. You know, maybe oh, so you're saying something will trigger him just showing up for to show up. Yes. Okay. Okay. I get it now. Okay. Number two, he sits out the whole year, <laughs> and then never come back to the team. Like yeah, he just retires. Like what he's like. He's oh, like, retires. He's done. Or another team signs him. Okay. Okay. Number three, he sits out. He doesn't play week one. And Jordan Love goes off. What do you do as Aaron Rodgers? You ask for a trade because now the Packers are comfortable getting rid of you. Exactly. So they'll grant the trade now. You're right. But in order for that to happen, Rodgers has to, you know, coach up Jordan Love. But Jordan Love isn't getting coached up at all at at like minicamp. I heard he's dotting people up in minicamp right now. I heard. But the thing is, he's not under the guidance of Aaron Rodgers, you know? I mean, he was for a year. Was he really? Aaron Rodgers was wrestling, what, Tim Boyle? His other <laughs> backup quarterback not helping out Jordan Love on purpose? But he was a first-round pick. He was. He was. I mean, debatable move, but, you know. Fair. Yeah. All right. I, okay. I, I guess I think the best thing that could happen for him is that third situation. Happy ending for everybody. Packers get to finally start Jordan Love, and I still don't know why he's not on a leash. And uh, Aaron Rodgers gets to go where he wants. But he can't go to the Niners anymore. Maybe the Broncos. Maybe the Broncos. You know, we we talked about the the quarterback situation. I don't know if it's true. Deshaun Watson is open to playing in Denver. Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Dude, I feel like next year, or the... After next season, it's going to be crazy because Deshaun Watson, his whole thing's probably going to be resolved by then. Aaron Rodgers may or may not play in, in Green Bay anymore. They're just going to get a shuffle of quarterbacks again. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. in our next segment, in non-NFL news, but news pertaining to NFL or ex-NFL players, Thomas Davis Sr., father of Thomas Davis Jr., had his McLaren stolen Tuesday morning, and the car was stolen and wrecked. And uh, two guns were stolen from his car. 
He's offering a cash reward for anyone that can help identify the quote-unquote idiots. <laughs> Good luck, sir. That's all I got to say, man. I mean, how do you... See, Thomas, okay. Thomas Davis is a big man. I'll admit, <laughs> yes, he's a big man. So when he was like, hey, yo, Scary. Give, me, give me my car back, you know, a, a normal person would. You know what's the problem, Ryan? What? The people you're handing the car back to are, are armed now. <laughs> yes, you you have no more power because you can't hold the gun and be like, give me my car back because they'll hold it back on you and be like, shut the hell up. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he should just say bye to the car. <laughs> I think he got the car. Wait, I don't know. I think he got the car back because the car was wrecked. It oh, came wow. back wrecked. It's just he wants to identify who these idiots oh, are. Oh, but I don't know no, if no. you should call idiots idiots when they have your guns and they know where you live. <laughs> what are you going to do now? Man, I hope Good luck. Thomas, Thomas Davis Sr. needs to father of thomas himself. davis jr yeah because he's the father yes. of thomas davis thomas davis jr and, you know Tom, thomas davis jr still got a life to live yes yes sir all right next uh next thing arch manning got a scholarship offer from clemson at age 16 i think he is son of cooper manning yes i think mm-hmm. yes do you know what's 16, my dude do you know what's my favorite favorite part about this whole thing boy so they're showing highlights of him right <laughs> Did you see this? And then Eli Manning was like, I taught him that. He honestly, dude, if you see, did you watch it? The, his throws? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of look like Eli though? A little like a little weak arm kind of like. Kind of worries like, me a little bit. <laughs> kind of skinny build type of deal, you know? Yeah. Oh, God, man. Hey, man, at least he got a scholarship offer to That's potentially, I mean, what? Replicate Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> potentially. I mean, I mean, I feel like, you know, if this podcast lasts till like the end of time and we're it will it will it will okay it will okay then um maybe we'll be talking up arch manning as a number one pick in the nfl in 2027 or something that'd be so cool in 20 what no it's only in five oh yeah five years 2026 my math is a little off it's summer yeah (laughs) but that'd be so cool in five years we'll be talking about arch manning hopefully that's good though all right next piece uh greg olson's son tj got a heart transplant I saw the post on Instagram. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I just have a question, though. Like, this is like where where are you question. going with this? I don't, I don't get how this works. So, like, so he got a heart transplant, right? So someone gave them their heart. So, like, what happens to the <laughs> person? Dude, dude. You know when you sign up for your driver's license? You know how you, you can either check the box, like, organ donor or not? Yeah. So I assume that, like... If you check yes, right, mm-hmm. you know, they take your organs out, right? Your heart? When you die. I think. So this is like a dead person's heart, but it, like, fits with this person. Like that, I think it fits. But, like, okay, I'm no doctor, but I'm assuming, like, but when you die, doesn't your heart stop? Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, how, how do we take it out? But then at the same time, bro, if you think about it, right? So TJ Olsen, right, is his name? Mm-hmm. A young kid, probably under like age twelve, he's getting probably some old dude's heart in him. <laughs> so like the cardio is gone, the heart health is gone. I mean, at least it works, but like, <laughs> how can Greg Olson expect his son TJ to be the next tight end? He can't. Maybe you know, maybe the next offensive line. Dude, that would do. That makes so. I, I don't get it now. Organ transplants. 
Yeah. You're you probably can. getting an old organ inside of you. Yeah. So it's better than what you had before, but I mean, I don't think you're back to a hundred percent. No, I don't. And I don't think you ever will. But I mean, like, who knows? I mean, oh, again, he might, he might pray yourself, you know, God is good. You know, I mean, again, if, if this podcast lasts till the end of time, maybe we'll be talking about um, TJ Olsen being a top 10 pick for as an offensive lineman in 2032. And it will be, a, it will be a great story because this guy got a heart transplant. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I apologize to anyone out there if I gave some wrong facts about how heart transplants work. I am no doctor. I just assume this is how it worked. Yes. And you, I don't know where else you would just, you know, harvest hearts. Harvest hearts. And, you know, we'll we'll even be nice about it as well. We will do further research after this podcast and we'll educate ourselves to learn more. It'll be a quick update or quick note before we start the next podcast for you listeners to also learn about how heart transplants work exactly we don't promise much on this podcast but we will we will promise that yeah and uh i think the last piece i have is uh last thing is dj chark and urban meyer quote by urban meyer i just didn't like his size his strength i just thought it was way below average way below what we expect from our receivers dj chark comes in at 6'4 198 <laughs> I don't know how, how much bigger Urban Meyer wants this man. <laughs> Six four is not good enough for you. I think Urban Meyer. How tall is Urban Meyer? <laughs> I'll switch it up for you. Urban Meyer height. Figure it out. Is he below six feet? Urban Meyer is six two. Ah. So he wants DJ Chark to be how tall? He, Urban Meyer literally said. <laughs> If you ain't DK Metcalf, I don't want you. DK Metcalf's 6'4". He's just 40 pounds heavier, so unless he wants DJ Chark to be 40 pounds heavier. I think so. My God, man. It doesn't make any sense because his comparison was Michael Thomas. And we all know Michael Thomas. Yeah. But what also doesn't make sense is that, does this mean he didn't like anyone at Ohio State? Because I, I, don't, I don't recall Ohio State back then or now having receivers that are that big. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right. All right. Is that it? That's it for um, reading the tea leaves. Now, we didn't really read any of them, but I think based off of how we talked about certain things, you can kind of tell. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, moving on, though. Injury updates. Just a quick one because it, it just feels bad, man. Niners offensive line, just in school. Defensive back, Tervarius Morse, suffers significant injuries. School with a torn ACL. Did you hear about this? I heard about Five this. minutes later. Various more tore his Achilles. I heard that. And then guess what happened five minutes after that? Kyle Shanahan canceled everything. <laughs> <laughs> canceled the rest of the offseason all the way up to training camp. So he basically cut Tuesday's practice short and is skipping Thursday's practice plus three days of mandatory mini camp next week. So four days in total. Four and a half days kind of that he, that he was like, no more. I mean, I think it's fair after what just happened. But don't you think that's a freak thing? Like, just a bad day? Like, I mean, you really think another guy is going to go down? I mean, I mean. Because injuries uh, are part of the game. Yeah, and remember when um, Nick Bosa got hurt and we're like, man, that sucks. I hope it doesn't happen. And Solomon Thomas got hurt the next play. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand what's going on, man. Your, your team likes to have back-to-back injuries, man. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the odds of it happening again is very low. But, I mean, like, again, it's just OTAs. Because you're probably just in too much shock in the moment, you know, because you lose, like, Skull, and then right after you lose more, and you're like, oh, crap. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think <laughs> when you really think about it, because school, you know, probably like a backup, and then more competing with Joukowsky Tart. But what's after that, projected to be a backup. Yes, but project. What's after that starter? <laughs> they went you're up right. the ladder, Ryan. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. Who, who, who is behind Skull and who's behind Moore? Do you know? Oof, that I don't know. That I personally don't. I know for Moore, it, it was just Joukowsky Tart. And um, I think Jimmy Ward already locked in his spot as the opposite safety. Okay, that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. All right, you're chilling. All right, that's injury updates. So the debate topic, which is the last thing for this podcast, which team will have the best defense in the 2021 and 2022 NFL season? Mm-hmm. Who you got? Not the Steelers. I don't have the Steelers either. I hate the Steelers. <laughs> Elaborate. Why do you hate the Steelers? Oh, you you, know. you drafted them last year. Yeah, and they did great for the first 10 games. And then what happened? They well, it was imploded. Yes, yes. But they did really good for the first 10, 10 games. Oh, yeah, they were, they were great. So who do you have? Do you have the team that I have? Who would you? I feel like you're going to say the Buccaneers. I do not have the Buccaneers. Whoa. Okay, I like Tom Brady, all right, but not, 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 you know. I'm going to guess one more time. Is it Washington? It's Washington. Do you have Washington? I have have Washington. Washington? Oh, my God. Yes. All right, let me hear yours, and I'll tell you mine. They're just so freaking scary. You know, they have four first-round picks on their defensive line. Mm -hmm. I, I literally have in notes right here. That front seven is big scary. (laughs) <laughs> that's word for word in my notes that front seven is big scary. you know what their secondary is pretty good too it is yeah len collins uh kendall have, fuller william jackson the third yeah kendall fuller william jackson yeah and jamin davis who they drafted mm-hmm. the linebacker pretty pretty good pretty pretty good like i don't want to scare daniel jones too much but just just put yourself in daniel jones shoes right now right mm-hmm. you play this team twice a year mm-hmm. Good luck, man. May God be on your side. So the ball snapped, right? I I thought this out. The ball snapped. So you have Chase Young coming from one corner. On the other corner, guess who do you have? Montez Sweat. Nice. And then, so they come from both sides. So you, Daniel Jones, a little scared, you know, because you're like Eli, not that mobile. So you step up in the pocket. You hit Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Mm -hmm. So then now you're screwed. You have a wall around you. So then you throw a prayer up to what? Kadarius Toney? Or or Evan Ingram, but they're both locked up by Jamin Davis, Kendall Fuller, William Jackson, or Landon Collins. I mean, take your pick of who you want to throw to. Oh man, um, oh man, it's 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 a scary defense, dude. It's a, it's a scary defense, and they're coached up very well too. Ron Rivera, I mean, he was known to be a really good defensive coach back in Carolina, so I have high hopes for them. My my question for you is forty seven sacks last year are they going to go over or under this year well they didn't the only extra guy they got in the front seven what uh and davis and who else are the linebackers mm-hmm. is henderson one of them i feel like that's a name right Oof, that i'm not quite sure i mean what do you think I let think me see who's in their front over. seven i think they're going to go over Okay, so John Bostick's in the middle, mm-hmm. Jamin Davis, and Cole Holcomb. Not very familiar with Cole Holcomb. Yeah, I, not, I think they I could think, go over. 
I think these players just keep getting better. Because mm-hmm. Chase Young is what in his second year now. Yeah, yeah. second year. So they got, they had forty seven last year with a rookie and Chase Young and everyone else figuring it figuring it out. Just for reference, the Rams had the most last year with fifty three. Do you think that Washington can lead the league in sacks, or do you think another team's going to win? I think that's so tough to say because you kind of have to analyze the offense a little bit too, right? Because mm, yeah. as if you're looking at defense, it's not just how well the defense performed because it's how well or how the game is going. True. So True. do you think, Ryan, were you a Ryan Fitzpatrick believer? I forgot. Hmm, I'm, I'm on the fence about him. Okay. Okay. I think, oh God, can they go over 53 to be the, like the number one sack leader? Yeah. Or if they do 53 actually. over 17 games, that's mm-hmm. about a little over three sacks per game. Okay. Oh God. That's quite a lot, dude. I I'm, think so. I think they can do it. Number one sack leader. I, I, they have I the best front seven. I have to agree with you on that. And plus, I feel like, okay, see, you bring up a really good point. I'm just going to quickly brush up on it. Yeah. Washington has to be ahead in order for their team to get sacks. Or at yes. least keep the game competitive. Because if they start running the ball, can't get a sack when they're running the ball. Yeah, so they have to be ahead, or they cannot fall behind too much where the other team's just milking the clock. Mm, that's true. They have to keep it competitive. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Terry McLaurin. Tonyo Gibson. Not bad, dude. I think they can do it. Do you, you think they're going to win the division, right? No, but the, also the other thing is that if you run the ball, right, mm-hmm. but if your front seven's so good and they keep blocking you, and you can't run the ball, even if you're up, you got you got to start getting some first downs. So mm. you have to pass at some point. That's fair. That's fair. But. Yeah, I I don't know. See, I want to say. See, I'm kind of backtracking now because I I want to say number one sack leader, but it's kind of like 53 is a lot, dude. You do get an extra game, and that still mm. puts you at over three sacks per game. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually um, miscounted. The Steelers had the most last year with 56. Oh, still still a little over three then per game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was like the most by far. So that's... Hmm, I don't know. But the Steelers did have that like, what, 11-game, 10-game streak. So teams did have to catch up, like you said, doing that whole passing thing. So it allowed them to get sacks. True. So I think it's all scheme. And I, not all scheme, but yeah. We talked about that. But yeah, that, that's all I had. That's all I have too. All right then. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening and may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we start talking about fantasy football for the upcoming season. We'll do one position per episode and start with QB next week. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.